For a gift that goes beyond the holidays, don't miss the Xfinity Beyond Black Friday event. Ask how to get $150 back on a package with the ultimate Wi-Fi and Xfinity X1. Your all-in-one entertainment experience. Simple, easy, awesome. Click, call, or visit us today. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. There's a cold, bleak Christmas. 10 o'clock. IBC presents live via satellite from New York, Bethlehem, Helsinki, West Berlin, and the Great Barrier Reef, Charles Dickens' immortal Christmas classic, Scrooge, starring Buddy Hackett, Jamie Farr, the Solid Gold Dancers, and Mary Lou Retton as Tiny Tim, hosted by Sir John Houseman. Scrooge, it will touch your every heartstring. That's right, it all starts on Christmas Eve, Christmas Eve on IBC. You love it. Oh my gosh. Does that suck? Welcome, 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 welcome to the Geeky Retro Nerd Show. My name is Adam and I am a Geeky Retro Nerd. And as always, the show is sponsored by the lovely, lovely people at Truffle Shuffle. And if you head on over to their website, truffleshuffle.com, you will see uh, a plethora, a plethora of geeky movie and TV show-based T-shirts and retro gifts. And if you use my code GRNS15, that is my own personal code, you will get 15% off a spend of £25 or more. How's that? You can't complain, can you? So here we are. Here we are. It's the final weekend before Christmas. I finished work yesterday, so I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. I hope you're feeling good. Are you all sorted? Have you done everything that you need to do? If you're celebrating Christmas, are you are you finished buying stuff? Have you got all your shopping in? No? Good, because neither have I. It has been absolute chaos. Absolute chaos here. We're buying stuff and wrapping it and having to get the shopping, which, which we haven't even done yet. Um, so still loads to do, so I'm behind. Apologies, I am behind on my podcasting. But here I am, and here you are, and you are listening to a festive episode. I'm keeping the Christmas vibe going, and we are listening to Scrooged. This episode is about Scrooged. And you know what? I love Scrooged. And I know you love it. And apparently... Not everybody loves it. Uh, uh, a little while ago, I did a bad reviews episode on the Goonies, and it's been quite successful. So I thought, I'll have a little look and see if there are any bad reviews about Scrooge. Surely there can't be any bad reviews about Scrooge. I'm, I'm going to have to hunt high and low here for some bad reviews. But guess what? I didn't. I didn't have to hunt high and low at all. Um, this isn't as universally liked. <laughs> As I thought. And that's a shame because it's a fantastic film. But before I get on to the main part of the show, I want to talk about something in the movie that is fabulous. It's absolutely brilliant. It's probably the greatest example of a movie within a movie. And it's brilliant. Why hasn't this been made into a proper movie yet? Let's have a little listen. Oh, 
This is one Santa that's going out the front door. Look, it don't matter a hill of beans what happens to me. The world couldn't afford it if anything happened to you. Now, you stay put. Oh, that's very nice of you, Lee. And Lee, you're being a real good boy this year. Yes, you sure have. Seven o'clock. Psycho sees Santa's workshop. Eat this. And only Lee Majors can stop them. The night the reindeer die. The night the reindeer died. <laughs> it's brilliant, isn't it? And I looked online and there's T-shirts and all sorts you can buy with the night the reindeer died on. However, there's still no movie, the night the reindeer died. Come on, somebody make it, please. It'll be a brilliant action movie. Santa's Grotto gets attacked by terrorists and Lee Majors turns up to save the day. Outstanding. I would watch it, definitely. So let's get stuck in um, with the bad reviews. I've, I've looked on IMDb, and what I've done is I've, I've pulled out some low-scoring reviews. I haven't read the content 100%, um, so I'm flying by the seat of my fan- pants a bit here. Um, and let's get started. So there's a one here, which is 4 out of 10, and it's titled, Should Have Been Funny, But Somehow It Isn't. So I can't wait to hear or read what David Sim 240183 has to say about this. And he, and, he, and he posted this, David Sim, on 2nd of May 2007. So, David, if you're reading or listening, sorry, um, here's your review. Um, after Bill Murray struck gold with Ghostbusters in 1984, yes, this is true, but he was, he was already well known, he dropped off the radar a little. I suppose he did. His personal project, The Razor's Edge, flopped with audiences and critics. I've never actually seen it, and I think that must have been a blow to him. Besides making a cameo in the amusing little shop of horrors, which is referenced in Scrooged, he stayed away from the Hollywood circuit for four years. But then in 1988, he resurfaced with Scrooged, an update on the classic Charles Dickens tale, obviously trying to repeat the success of Ghostbusters. Well, (laughs) it's its own film, Scrooge. I don't know if it was trying to replicate the success of Ghostbusters, but I imagine the people that made the movie would be leaning on, you know, Bill Murray's popularity. Um, Scrooge was a modest hit with audiences who considered it Murray's comeback role. When I was younger, I loved Scrooge. So did I. I thought, oh dear, I thought it was funny and delivered on so many levels. But as I've gotten older, Scrooged, Scrooged sorry, has gone down considerably in my estimation. Oh, no. 
Instead of feeling funny, it now feels laboured and forced. Ah, oh, David Sim, 240183, what are you talking about? You, you, you thought it was funny when, it, when you were a kid, but you don't as an adult. What's happened? What have you done? What has happened to you, David Sim, uh, 240183? Um, and I never thought I would say this, but the main reason Scrooge doesn't work is because of Bill Murray. My word. Unbelievable. Bill Murray is one of my... Bill Murray, he's... There's some good performances in this film and um, nobody stands out more than Bill Murray. Bill Murray keeps this all together. What are you talking about, man? Bill Murray is one of my favourite comedians. Sorry, I'm I'm annoyed. <laughs> Why do you think something's funny when you're a kid and then not as an adult? What what's happened there? What my wife says to me, sometimes if I'm watching something that I watched as a kid and I'll question it. So something like Bat of the Future, or maybe it's a Goonies or Ghostbusters or something, I'll say, Why are they doing that? They could have just done this. And my wife will go, Don't don't question it. As soon as you start questioning it, that's it. Yeah, you're questioning your childhood. Don't question your childhood. Never, ever question your childhood, David Sim, 240183. It's a bad, bad road to go down. Um, So he goes on to say, Bill Murray's one of my favourite comedians. In fact, I think he's one of the funniest men alive. Probably a bit strong. His dry outlook on life is nearly always hilarious. It is. Just look at some of the gems he's turned out. Ghostbusters, which is brilliant. Groundhog Day, which is excellent. Lost in Translation, which I haven't seen. And the sadly overlooked Broken Flowers, which I also haven't seen, so I can't really comment on them. But then they're Scrooged. A film that should have been a perfect vehicle for Murray's talents, but it never even gets out the gate. Oh, David Sim. Um, 240103. What are you talking about? Doesn't even get out the gate. Not only does it get out the gate, it gets all the way down the garden path, across the road, and out the estate. That's how good it is. It's genius. And I blame that on Murray, sadly. He did the theme of a miser, seeing the error of his ways, to much greater effect in the absolutely wonderful Groundhog Day. So, yeah, they're, they're kind of similar, I suppose, where they're, they're both, you know, grumpy buggers. Um, but I think it's more, in Groundhog Day, he was more just grumpy, whereas in Scrooge, Frank Cross, um, Murray's character is an arsehole. He's an absolute arsehole. Um, and, and David Sims saying uh, that's his Groundhog Day's his uh, personal favourite comedy of the 90s. Okay, fair enough. In Scrooge, Murray is the borderline power mad TV exec, Frank Cross. And he is, he's running a, a TV station and he doesn't, he doesn't mind who he steps on to get to the top. And David Sim goes on to say, a man so consumed by greed and hate, he thinks nothing of firing employees if they even look at him the wrong way. And that's true, he does. He fires an employee in the film, and it's the guy out of um, a police academy. So this is how ruthless he is. How can you fire the guy out of um, police academy? Um, uh, what's his name? Bobcat, Bobcat Goldthwait. He gets fired early doors because he challenges Frank Cross. And he gets sacked and he's sitting out in the street. Um, Frank is on a dangerous path. Yes, I agree, David Sim. And will lose everything if he doesn't change his ways. And so step in the ghosts of Christmas past, present and future. 
to show Frank what he's missed out on in life. There is some invention during the scenes of ghostly visitations. The ghost of Christmas past is a grizzled New York cab driver. The meter is actually a calendar that shows the year Murray is in. Uh, a, bit, a little bit like the time circuit from Back to the Future. Uh, the Ghost of Christmas Present, a horribly screechy performance by Carol Kane. Now, that, well, I suppose she was screechy, but that was just the character, wasn't it? She was meant to be, like, um, violently nice, I think, is a fair way to describe it. Uh, and she's like an insane sugar plum fairy with a nasty habit of punching Frank repeatedly. Um, oh, did you not like that, David Sam? The Ghost of Christmas Future is just as Dickens left it, except it has a TV for a face. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? It does have a TV for a face. Usually I like Christmas tales with dark centres, like The Excellent Nightmare Before Christmas, good movie, and The Hilarious Gremlins. I've already done an episode on Gremlins, check it out. Two brilliant films that succeed on every level, but sadly Scrooge doesn't deliver. Whenever Bill Murray is in a film, he's usually the best thing about it. He is, David Sam. He is in this one. Here he's the worst. Nope. He's clearly not having a good time. He approaches each scene with indifference. When he hands on when he's hands on with material, he can deliver superb performances, but he's strictly hands off with this film. And as a result, it makes his supposed redemption in the final scenes that all the more false. Well, my understanding is that um um uh, what do you call him, directed this, Richard Donner. And he says Bill Murray did a lot of improvisation in this movie, and I think you can tell. I think you can tell Murray did a lot of improvisation. Uh, where was I? Uh, these are occasions where his trademark sarcasm shines. I like the scene where he collects an award for Humanitarian of the Year. It's funny because Murray is notorious for shunning the award ceremonies. And his clear distaste for the Oscars is mirrored in that scene. His acceptance speech is a marvellous send-up of the countless celebrities who stand up to the mic and drone on and on and on about their achievements. And he, and he, he, he just he, he leaves it, doesn't he? He doesn't even he accepts it and then he leaves it in the cab, doesn't he? But elsewhere, Scrooge falls flat. This is a long review. This. <laughs> There is no evidence that Frank is slowly thawing. This is an incredibly long review. David Sim hates Scrooge. And because Murray overacts badly in this film, I, I don't get that vibe at all. Uh, I couldn't believe for a second what I was seeing. Oh, David Sim kind of believe his eyes. Murray spends a lot of his time shouting his way through the film to the point that it becomes tedious. But it's the final scenes where Scrooge comes crashing down. Frank has seen the error of his ways, and to prove it, he barges onto the set of a live retelling of A Christmas Carol the TV studio is putting on. Frank goes on and on, and then in brackets, and on, about the true meaning of Christmas, and it's a horrible thing to see. It's one of the best parts of the movie, where he, 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 he's seen the error of his ways, and he's being nice now. And yes, he crashes the, the TV show, but who cares? Um, Murray doesn't sound like he believes a word of what he's seeing. He seems to go on forever, and I felt really embarrassed for him. Don't, don't feel embarrassed for him, David Sim. What a pity, exclamation mark. Scrooge could have been a hip, witty deconstruction of a Christmas carol, 
and nobody does nasty and sarcastic better than Bill Murray. Where did it all go wrong then? How did it so completely miss the mark? Shame considering it came from Richard Donner, the man behind classics like Superman and The Omen and Goonies, David Sim, and such a waste of Robert Mitchum and John Houseman. Very poor and ultimately very depressing too. Well, David Sim two four zero one eight three. I've got to say I don't agree with you. He's given it. He's still giving it four out of ten. I thought that read like a maybe it's a one, two max out of ten. <laughs> but that was a long review. David Sim two four zero one eight three does not like Scrooge. So let's uh, let's have a look at another one. This is Matthew PR zero six on IMDb. He's put this review on on uh, December 2006, and he scored it lower than David Sim with a 3 out of 10. Uh, it's not as long a review, <laughs> you'll be pleased to hear. So let's let's see what he's got to say. I bought this because it's Christmas, and I thought I might enjoy it. That, that's, a, that's a reasonable assumption. I watched it as a child, and have fond memories. Unfortunately, I was extremely disappointed. This movie is a mess from start to finish. What is going on? Why, why are people watching this as a child? And then, first of all, why is nobody watching it again until they're an adult? I watch this film every year. And I probably have done since I was about 10 or something. So what's that? 28 years. <laughs> but then I'm just a big kid. But, but why, why are people watching it and then not liking it as an adult? It's weird. Um, I like Bill Murray. He's always watchable, but he can't do anything with this script. It's dull, unoriginal, lifeless, and very not funny. Well, my again, my understanding is that Bill Murray had um, at least a little bit of a say in the script. I think he read the original draft of it, and he had some recommendations, and and they rewrote it. Um, and I, and I think with his involvement, they made it more um, romantic in his relationship with Claire. The end of the movie, especially, is so pointless. It's like the director just made it up five minutes before filming it. It's not sentimental. Come on. Come on, Matthew P.R. It's not sentimental. What about when um, his assistant's kid comes up that can't talk? So we see through the movie that the kid can't talk because uh, of a traumatic experience when he was younger. I think it was because his, his father died. But then at the end, when Frank's doing his big speech and the, the kid comes up and he, and he talks, I think he says, God bless us, everyone. I mean, that gets me every time. I'm, I'm, I'm crying my eyes out at that bit. So how can you not say, how can you say it's not sentimental? The message is confused in brackets. How is he supposed to help people if he has just lost his job by acting stupid? I think I'm missing the point. Um, he hasn't lost his job yet. In fact, you sort of think, uh-oh, he's going to lose his job. But then everybody starts loving it and joining in and enjoying it. So I don't think he actually did or does lose his job, do you think? Um, so I think you're sort of missing the point a bit there. And the more I write about this film, the more I realise how much it sucked. In capital letters, he's shouting sucked. Don't let nostalgia get the better of you. This movie is not worth your time or money. And that final sentence there really is sad, isn't it? Don't let nostalgia uh, get the better of you. And, and that's why I like watching things I watched as a kid, the nostalgia. 
you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting in my man cave here recording this and I'm looking on my desk and I've got Star Wars books, Back to the Future, um, Ghostbusters, I've got uh, National Lampoons, uh, Blu-rays, uh, you know, things I watched as a kid. I love watching them now as an adult. Yes, sometimes they're not as good as you remember when you were a kid. I think Flight of the Navigator is one of them. I watched that a little while ago and that wasn't as good as I remembered. So perhaps there is something to the fact that things aren't always as good as you watch them. But Scrooge isn't one of them. Scrooge gets better each year, I think. Um, so that is that is disappointing. Okay, so we're on a hat, Rick. Let's do a third and final one. And this one is titled No Holiday Spirit to Scrooge. And it's from Hitchcock and it's from 1999. And they've given it a 3 out of 10. So as an admirer of Dickens' A Christmas Carol, and one who has watched the Reginald Owen, Alistair Sim, Jean Lockhart, and even the Henry Winkler version several times. Uh, wait, there's a Henry Winkler version of A Christmas Carol. Happy days. Haha, <laughs> bum bum. Um, I've never heard of that, the Henry Winkler version of uh, Christmas Carol. I wonder what that's like. Um, I found this to be a great disappointment. I am a great fan of Bill Murray. Groundhog Day is a great favourite of mine. That's a theme here. People like Groundhog Day more than Scrooge, which is fair enough. And I don't mind his mugging cynicism at all, but his character in this movie is hateful. At no time... Well, that's kind of the point. Frank Cross is an arsehole. At no time do I care about him. I'm not sure I care about him is the intention. Um, Especially not, you know, at the start, because he's a dickhead. Even in the flashback with his family, which I suppose is designed to tug at our heartstrings, his epiphany is silly and insincere, making the last ten minutes an eternity. The charm of A Christmas Carol is that Scrooge once had love in his soul, but it needed to be let out through self-discovery. As Bill Murray invites people to join him, he's still smirking, doing Saturday Night Live shtick, making fun of his own movie. Even if this is intended as a parody of the original, it is so cold it doesn't work. Ah, Hitchcock, I think you've missed it. you missed the point, pal. Anyway, listen, Scrooge is a fantastic film. Like I say, I watch it every year. I'm sure you guys listening love it as well. Um, As always... I check the review scores for these movies at the end of each episode, and I'm going to have a little look. IMDb itself gives it a 7 out of 10, which is poor. It should be 10 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes gives it 70%. should be 100%. Metacritic, oh my word. Metacritic gives it 38%. That is obscene. Should, should obviously be 100% and 89% of Google users like this film, which is a bit more respectable, but it should be 100%, of course. So, listen, that's Scrooged. Bad reviews. Not everybody loves Scrooged, obviously, as much as you or I do, which is a shame. It's a fantastic Christmas movie. I watch it every year. Um, I've got one more episode coming up before Christmas, which will be National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. So thanks once again for listening. I really do appreciate it. And I will speak to you again soon. Thank you very much. Napa know-how. 
right now. A five-quart jug of Napa Full Synthetic Motor Oil in a Platinum Filter is just $23.98. That's a great deal for a great oil, which is another reason why this is the most wonderful time of the year. That's Napa Full Synthetic Oil in a Platinum Filter for $23.98. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. General states pricing. Sales prices do not include applicable state local taxes or recycling fees. While supplies last. Offer ends 12 15 Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.